You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. You remember Seinfeld? I do remember Seinfeld. There was this, I, I used to love watching, you know, I know everyone was like friends, you know, like, I'll be there for you. Um, I only watched that for Jennifer Aniston, just being just being honest with you. I was a Courtney Cox guy. Were you? Okay. Yep. So but I don't think anyone is a Phoebe person. Like, she was so ditzy. It was like... She's a nice person. She's she very had a great nice, personality. Very, very kind, but, you know, stinky cat. you just like, man, Smelly that would be such a... Like, it would be so difficult to carry on a long-term relationship of any sort with her because she's just so like <laughs> oh the ditzy but, blind blonde through yeah, and through you know exactly but you know i never i mean i, I guess friends is on but i always watch seinfeld i don't know why i you know i know i'm a mets fan too and i know jerry seinfeld's a met fan but i remember this one and it wasn't the chocolate babka one which that one was funny too but see i love the one with the cantaloupe I don't Kramer, Kramer got the uh, cantaloupe from the uh, the the market, and it was the best cantaloupe. So the whole episode, he's walking around with this cantaloupe, just eating out of the cantaloupe, <laughs> trying to convince everyone that's the best cantaloupe he's ever at eat consumed. <laughs> I also like the one where he decided to put the garbage disposal in his shower. <laughs> that's I don't think I've seen that one. Either. <laughs> wow, I didn't yeah, go watch he, that one. he decided to uh, put a garbage because then he could do two things at once. So he's in, you know, there's a scene where he's in the shower cleaning all of his vegetables <laughs> and just putting it down the drain <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> Sounds like. And then, Kramer. of course, you have the one where he decides to sunbathe with butter and he falls asleep. And so everyone, the whole episode is like, is someone baking something? <laughs> and then at the very end, he comes in and he's like completely red roasted. And everyone's like, he's been basting himself outside with butter. <laughs> and then the final one is when he put a hot tub in his in his, uh, in his his apartment. And uh, I love Kramer. I guess Kramer is my, yeah, my Kramer's soul person. Your guy. Yeah. And he put a hot tub in his apartment and uh, the heater went out, but he fell asleep in the hot tub. And I so then do remember that one. The rest yes. of the episode, he's like so cold because yes. all the heat was drained from him. <laughs> yes, it. yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I do remember the other one that, that always comes to mind is uh, is when George is trying to get those those like awesome comebacks. And he goes, yeah, well, the jerks are called and they're out of you. And I was like, <laughs> everyone's like, what are you doing? And, and I kind of it's funny because all through this uh, COVID stuff, I'm watching people post things and talk and things like that. And all I keep thinking about people who post like stuff that are like, like you're just throwing out, you're throwing out just like oh. dropping bombs. And I'm like, yeah, well, the jerks still come <laughs> and they're out of you. I know. It is like so annoying. Like one of the memes I saw the other day is like, um, uh, and it was an absolute like slap in the face of anyone who's wrestling with the reality of like how do we open the economy in such a way that we don't absolutely go into a deep, 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 dark depression. Correct. Economy Correct. wise, forever. And the the meme was basically like, you know, you're right. I'm not going to listen to the guy um, that that has the degree and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the doctors and yeah. I'm going to listen to my friend from high school <laughs> who barely passed science classes and tell me what to do. <laughs> you know. And I'm, I I read that. And I'm like going. Well, first off, complete oversimplification of the issue. Correct. Right? Correct. Second, you've just put everyone who's wrestling with this, like, how do we do this responsibly, looking at the data that we have today, and you've absolutely called them, like, redneck, hillbilly Correct. idiots. Correct. Like, complete morons. So, so half of the population that's honestly trying to wrestle with this, how do you balance these two realities? Yes. And you've just said, well, one side of that argument is complete idiots. And I'm like, yeah. that doesn't serve anyone any good, because the answer to the I- I- question at hand is somewhere in the gray. 
Correct. And we have absolutely gone to the pe- the, the, the the far outsides of the black and yeah, white. The pendulum and swings. Yeah, and, and you're just like, you can't even have a conversation with these people. And you try to have a conversation. And then they, they, they oh, you just want people to die. And I'm like, no, I don't want people to die. I don't <laughs> I don't want anyone to die. But death is going to happen to everyone for one way or another. Exactly. It's, it's how do you manage the risk in such a way that you don't have unintended consequences of 50% unemployment, suicides, and then people are like, you know. There's, yeah. there's nothing worse than trying to provide for your family, and you can't. I mean, depression's on the rise. You know, you've got, you've got uh, domestic violence on the rise. Oh, and so there's yeah. all these things that are on there. And so, so people are so divided. You know, and I think about a year ago, we did a little series called Over a Cup and the, the inspiration of just listening to people. And at that moment, um, it wasn't like it is right now. But, man, I've been thinking about this the last couple of weeks about how – we can have healthy conversations with people that we absolutely don't agree with. Right. And I think we need to probably talk about it again today. Well, it's, so what was funny is I was out on a walk the other day because I'm trying to walk every day. Good call. Because I got to get healthy at some point in my life. I decided I should do it now before 75. <laughs> and uh, God willing, if I make it that long. Anyways, and so w- one of my neighbors who I kind of vaguely know, he was outside. And so I decided to pull out the AirPod and yeah. have a conversation with him, of course, six feet away. And you could see him gently fishing for where I stood on the issue. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And he's like, yeah, how do, you, how do you feel about this? And, you know, my answer was extremely vague, kind of yeah. painting a picture of oh, yeah. kind of where I'm leaning, but not really. And then he kind of, and it was like a 20-minute conversation that got us nowhere because we were terrified of saying the wrong thing. Correct. And then, like, you know, just being lambasted by the other person. So we had no depth in our conversation because mm. we were absolutely terrified I know. of, of you know, saying the wrong trigger word or the wrong tr- trigger attitude. And yes. all of a sudden, like, oh, you're a baby killer or you you just want everyone to die. And you're like, no. I so don't. I, it was absolutely hard. insane. It was insane. I hated it. I just want regular conversation amongst people to happen again where you just roll and you're like, hey, how's the weather? Yeah, nice your lawn. What are you doing to fertilize your lawn? Exactly. Yeah, you know? Can't have that right now. Yeah, it's it's like, what are your crazy. current 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 beliefs about our about our economy's environment right now? <laughs> so I feel like we've we've lost in two months. We've lost the ability to connect with strangers and have honest conversations with them. Um, that doesn't trigger people to um, immediately put you in one side or the other of this argument of total lockdown versus total open. And uh, I don't think the answer is in either one of those camps. So. Yeah, I think so. And I think so. I think what we're doing is pulling back out to the 30,000 foot view of timeout, timeout. Everyone just do like a big timeout. Go back to your, to your corners for just a second and think about what we're doing. You know, last week um, on, on the podcast, we'd made mention to the fact that that uh, that people aren't they're not listening. They're just reacting. Right. You know, and a long time ago, we talked about Jordan Peterson. Sure. And his idea of tribes. Right. Let's talk about the, I mean, this, I mean, and I don't want to go deep in that right now, but like we are truly in two tribes right now. We are open and closed kind of people and we are, you know, stay home, save lives or, you know, come out and try and save, save the economy. And for some reason we, we've, we've been put into one of those, one of those two. Right. And we know where those mean. And so, so people almost, even me, like I've had to get off of Facebook and Instagram. Like, I'm just like, I go on, we do our stuff with known legacy and then we're off. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, cause I do not see any life being produced from any oh, of this. Oh yeah. And it's argument after argument. And it's people who personally could have private conversations <laughs> 
in some back back conversation versus right. having them out there where people are already confused and now they're more confused by what you're throwing at them because they're not hearing you. They're just reacting to what they see. Right. And so I think today I really want to talk about this idea of how do we speak life? How do we um, how do we not become part of the jerk store? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and because I'm seeing followers of Jesus that are making statements very dogmatic um, in ways that that are that they're losing fellowship with other believers. Right. And and that saddens my heart because the last thing we need right now is is more division right. in the body of Christ than there already is. Well, and that's interesting because in John 17, when Jesus is having his holy prayer, kind of before he journeys into the um, you know, the court and then he's tried, uh, on the sham trial and then yeah. crucified. Right. So yeah. this is like 24 hours or less before that time of crucifixion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has this high holy prayer. And, and in the prayer, what you see is he over and over again, he prays for unity that yeah. the body of believers would be one. Like I am one with the father and mm. that they would experience the, the unity that's there. And that was just his heart and his passion because I think he knew the propensity of man to be divided. And when we are yeah. divided, horrible things happen to families, horrible things happen to ourselves and horrible things happen in the kingdom of God. And that's the thing we got to keep, take our eyes off the kingdom of this world and start to have our eyes towards the kingdom of God and say, okay, how is God working and moving in this situation? Not just what is the political party that I affiliate Affiliate with? with. Yeah. um, And what are they telling me to say? And then how do I bring reason to this and bring hope and life? Like you said, into the situation and not just fear and uh, you know, all of that. Because, you know, at the same time as we're posting our things or we're making our statements, other eyes are watching us. And a lot of those are our own family. Right. Because they don't know how to handle this stuff. And this is not going to be their last crisis. And when we're long gone, how are they going to see, how are they going to dictate how they, they respond to crisis and, and issues beyond these if we don't if we don't teach them? So I want to give some some quick little tools, some ideas to pull back out to this. 30,000 foot view perspective. You know, um, I was reading through the scriptures and, and, uh, uh, Colossians four, six says, let your speech always be see, always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Right. So thinking about before we respond, like, like, is this, is this going to show the fruit of the spirit? You know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, you know? And so these, these things of, are we showing these things in the midst of our response or, oh, well, you take that now and I'm going to post this right. and I'm going to be a jerk and all people are going to remember. They're not going to remember this post. They're going to remember <laughs> the attitude made, of the person behind exactly, it. And how like, I well, treated them. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, maybe rule one is this. Um, have a posture of listening rather than a posture yeah. of declaring. Right. Because the reality is no one knows what's going to happen. And so to to come at this from a a place of arrogance is really not a good place. And arrogance and fear sound very similar sometimes. And so I think the first posture needs to be a posture of one saying, I want to listen and understand because chances are your your post is motivated by something else. Correct. So my job is to try and listen to the point where I understand where the post is coming from, not what the actual post is saying. Right. Yeah. I had an interesting conversation where I posted something that I thought was very innocuous, very um, generic. And it turned out it was uh, there was one line in it that was actually um, was read by some and interpreted by some uh, very inflammatory. And mm. I did not intend it that way. And to this individual's credit, they circled back and, and private messaged me. And they're like, hey, I'm really like really offended, I think was the word, you know, by this mm. post. Now, my reaction could have been like, well you're an idiot, 
but my reaction was like, okay, something's going on here. Maybe I miscommunicated something. So have some humility in the situation. And number two is I need to understand where they're coming from to better understand why they read that line the way they read it, not the way I intended it, but the way that they heard it. And uh, we started a, a private message that went on for a few days and it was great. You know, we both moved back from the ledge. We restored yeah. a friendship, you know, and it was interesting because one of the lines in there was like, I, um, I feel it's so important that I'm willing to put our friendship on the line. And my response was like, how is this putting a friendship on the line? This is just a conversation between Correct. two people Correct. trying to gain understanding. There, there should be no friendship on the line on this one. This should just honestly be like, hey, I want to understand you better and me better. And so yeah. I think that's the other thing that we need to realize that, um, you know, having healthy conversation should never put a friendship on the line. Yes. Right. And exactly. if you're pursuing it in such a way that it does, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And if you've aligned yourself just with one single group of people that think a certain way, how are you ever supposed to understand the other people, right. the other group? And so I guess I'd say step one, listen, don't don't declare. I love that. Step two, as a follower of Christ, we are not our own. You know, um, uh, in, in Romans 12, 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And so this idea of we are not our own. I've talked about this before, but man, uh, my life was forever changed as I hear about the plight that's going on overseas. As I hear about the uh, the plight that's going in, in this little country called called Eritrea is what it's called. And, and the fact that these Christians are being are being, I don't look up Eritrea. I think it's E-R-I-T-R-E-A. That's crazy because it sounds like something from uh, Lord of the Rings. Exactly. And so, but there is persecution to Christians in ways that we don't even understand. Now, do I want to lose my rights? Absolutely not. Do I, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Do I want to lose my rights as an American? No. But in the bigger part of it, where do our rights as an American and our, our living sacrifice as a follower of Jesus mesh like where's the line and I think that's what we need to be praying through is to go I'm not my own so in this moment I have an opportunity to share hope we have the only hope in the world because of Jesus Christ we've talked about this right every week we talk about this if we have the only hope in the world we need to have the peace to bring to others and so if we if we're displaying a heart that is haughty and rude and arrogant and boastful we are not going to show people the love of Christ in a way in which is most beneficial to them. Right. And so that doesn't mean we just let people walk all over us, but that means we, we allow them to speak and say what they need to without us having to just retort with this anger and this, this um, uh, uh, feeling of, uh, of righteous anger against them to go, yeah, well, you take this. Right. And I'm going, they're not hearing right now anyways. So what they need to hear is the love of Jesus. What they need to hear is that is that kind of peace and hope that only we have. Right. And so, you know, Paul talks about how we're ambassadors of Christ, meaning that we need to be the ones, we're speaking on behalf of Christ. Yes. And so Christ, what you see over and over again, is that he would challenge the establishment, absolutely, but he also spoke words of life, words of hope, and words that reminded people, even the misery that you're currently going through, you're no longer a, a you're not, you're no longer purely a resident of this kingdom. You are yes. a resident of a bigger kingdom, a kingdom that one day I will come back and restore. So be a part, a part of that kingdom now. Yeah, you're, you know, the scriptures truly say that when we, when we come to know Jesus, when we understand the love that Christ has for us, and we've accepted this love that he's like, I'm going to prepare a place for you right now. So therefore, I've taken your, 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 your current address and said, you don't live here anymore. You live in heaven and I have a room for you. So right now you are, you are on rented time 
right. by the Father who says, do the best you can with this time to impact the world around you. And I believe that starts with our family. Right. We need to have honest conversations about our kids like, hey, what do you guys feel about this? And they may be oblivious to it. I mean, my, my 11-year-old you know, doesn't care. She's so <laughs> glad that she can be home every day and, and watch you know, YouTube videos for seven hours a day. I'm so tired of YouTube. Oh, me Although too. Although I will tell you, I watched the uh, Dude Perfect uh, documentary behind the scenes. Was it good? Oh, it was fantastic. These guys I saw you post that. are such solid, character-driven guys. And there's a segment towards the end where they talk about they fully understand the r- responsibility of being people of integrity because so many young kids are watching them and are learning from them and yeah. they and you know one of the comments was like these they they genuinely feel like they know us because they've invested hours and hours and hours of following us and watching us yeah and so we have a responsibility and i think that's what you know and they're believers and i think mm-hmm. you know they're understanding the fact that they are members of good news they're good news people yeah. And that's really, you know, the gospel when it's translated is nothing more than good news. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that we need to be people of good news. And I think when we get wrapped into the political d- dialogue and the t- political debates that are going on, we become toxic and we come become the very anti people that God is calling us to be the people of good news. Yes, yes, yes. And so I think that, that, that for me, you know, I remember I remember when we uh, a long time ago, my brother came and visited and. And his family and my family, I wasn't able to go with them, but they went down to to the to the to the dude perfect guys, and they yeah. knocked on the door, and they were just knocking, and I probably for like five <laughs> minutes, just boom, 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 boom. And you know what happens all the time for those guys? And no, and I think Code Cody Kobe yeah, Cody. Cody. Say so again, I'm, I mean, I, I just watch the cool videos how they throw things and they they, <laughs> they, they, they cut cut pineapples and hap or you know something. Like that. Uh, but um, but he came out, and you could tell he was frustrated, but he immediately switched and said. Hey man, how you doing? Like he, you, they said, man, he was visibly frustrated because they're having a meeting and he's they're banging right. on the doors and the right. kids are banging on the windows. But he saw these kids and his demeanor changed and he was like, "These are kids who care about right. us." And he immediately cared about my kids. They value their fans. Yeah. Like so props other. to Cody. Yeah. Props to Dude Perfect for that. So I, I think another thing is, um, don't underestimate the power of a question over a declaration. Yeah. And I think we have fallen in love, particularly with memes and with social media, that everything has to be declaration. It has to be 140 characters or 300 characters or less. And so we're always worried about putting the right declaration together. And I think people are moved by good questions that help them think through things and see things different than a, a, a pithy declaration that will just more often than not create division and put people in their corners. And then they have to come out and defend rather than have a chance to discuss. Yes, and yes. And so I, I, I think that's another part of this conversation of like, if you find yourself always posting declarations, there's probably a heart issue that's yeah, being motivated yeah. by something else. Yes, yes, Rather yes. than being someone who posts questions. And, yes. you know, maybe we could become people who ask the questions that need to be asked, yeah. not just declaring answers that we only have 2% of the 100% of information we need to make it any kind of informed a declaration about anything i love it i love it so because at, you know long after we're gone what will speak of our life during this time right and so so i would say you know the scriptures talks about this that, that that our goal in this moment is to speak life to people and to start with our family to start with those who follow us whether it's our children whether it's those in our church whether it's our community people that see us someone is following you someone is looking at you and, you know, uh, Psalm 78, verse 4 says, 
private eyes be watching you. It's something like that. Yeah, it's, except it's now similar. that I look back, that song is really creepy. It is kind of weird. It's really stalker creepy. <laughs> and it's not, I mean, Psalm 78 isn't as stalker creepy, but Psalm 78 4 says, We will not conceal them from their children, but tell the, to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. God wants us to declare his hope, his truth, his life to people who are hopeless, who don't have truth, and who don't have life. And so that is our goal in this. So, so it's, hey, so where, where are you with your kids? If you have not talked to your kids about this, the best way to start this is to every day bring this in front of the Lord as a family. God, give us wisdom as a family oh, on how yes. we respond to this situation. Yep. And that can be any situation that happens. So whatever happens, God, give us, you know, take your family aside, leader of your family, mom, dad, Take your family and pray and say, God, direct our steps. Help us have wisdom and help us to speak life in this situation. Have these honest conversations with our kids. And remember that everything we do reflects onto those that, that see us. Right. And it will change their attitude. Right. It will change their attitude. I love that. James 1, 5 actually says, if you lack wisdom, pray for it. And God, who is gracious, will give it to you generously. And I think often we, we, we when we pray, and I, I, I'm holding up the mirror here, I pray for illnesses, I pray for sicknesses, yeah. I pray for, for guidance, but I rarely ever pray for wisdom. And I think you just nailed it. If we as, as husbands and as fathers and as men of God daily Come to God saying, God, I need your wisdom. He is not stingy. Yeah. He will give it yeah, so that yeah, we yeah. can discern right from wrong. We can discern where our steps are to be, go, you know, where our next step is to go. Um, yeah. and, and just, to, again, begin to incorporate that and press that into our kids saying, everything we need God will provide, so we pray for wisdom above anything else. I think that's such a beautiful blessing that James gives us and reminds us to do on a regular basis. I love it. I love it. You know, before we close this up, um, I want to pray really quick, and then we'll talk a little about our date night that's coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Next, but um, I, w- I wanted to, you know, I'd love to pray for those parents out here right now who are like, "How do I handle this?" Because, you know, some of us may have posted things that that we shouldn't have posted. So right. we have an opportunity now to go back. Thank God. Now, yeah, it's out there. Once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. But we, it doesn't have to be on our page forever. Erase all this stuff. If we decide, God, this wasn't life giving. Erase this. Erase this. There's nothing wrong with going back through. I love that God's mercies are new every morning. Right. We have an opportunity to go. God, help me look at my life, just like Psalm 139. Examine my life and see if there be any way in me that is that is not towards everlasting life. And God, help me to change my pattern right now. Right. Because even if I made some massive mistakes during this, my frustration, my stress, my anger, I still have an opportunity to talk to my kids and go. You know what? I didn't act right. And I'm sorry. And I and please forgive me for how I acted. And we're going to do this right now because this is how God works. He allows us to have grace to change our steps right each day. And so, um, so, so, yeah. Um, but before we pray, we have a great night coming up, June 18th. It's going to be a good time. June 18th, dude. I'm very, very, very excited about this. My wife me and too. I are very excited about. It's going to be a good time. Um, we've had to shift some of our vacation stuff t- around really? this, and I'm very excited. And it's it's worth every every ounce of it. So if if you're not familiar, get on our email list first and foremost. Yeah. Um, Info at knownlegacy.org. Email us, and we'll add you to the list. And uh, we're doing a date night on. Uh, uh, June 18th here mm-hmm. in Allen, Texas, yes, sir. Um, just outside of Allen. So if you're in the DFW area, you want to be here. And basically it's going to be come 
We're going to have some games, some guys versus girls, husbands versus wives. We're going to do some uh, little nuggets of TED Talk type teaching. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we just want you to laugh. We want you to have yes. an amazing evening and to be reminded of the joy that you have in that relationship that God is is weaving together two separate people to be one. Yes. Um, be reminded that uh, the, the culture doesn't define us, but Christ defines us and mm. laugh from our guts to the point where we have tears coming out of our eyes. That's it. So if you want to sign up on our, on, on our email list, there's a few ways to do that. You can go right to knownlegacy.org, and at the very top, you're going to see a subscribe link on your phone. Just click on that. If you go on your on, on your actual web browser on your on your laptop or your computer, a big thing will pop up. Sign up to our to our email list, or you can get on Facebook on the Known Legacy Ministries page, and you'll see a little thing that says email sign up. Sign up there. We'd love to yep. stay connected with you. We believe in you guys. And our and uh, just so you can see the big vision, this is our first of what we hope to be many. Yeah. And as we kind of get back into the swing of things, we would love nothing more than if, if you're listening to this at your church in Midland, Texas, or in uh, Illinois. New Jersey. Man, New Jersey. We would love to come out and can host. you say that again? No, because no, it's horrible. Jersey. 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 I can't say it. I can't <laughs> say it. But we would love to host the same thing for you and your community because we believe families and or Hawaii couples that would be amazing Hawaii or you know anywhere in the Bahamas would be fantastic <laughs> anything too. in there's nice uh, we'll even do it on a cruise we'll do we'll, we'll do hallelujah we'll do, we'll do a, a known legacy uh, cruise date thing if someone wants to sponsor that but more importantly we just want to bring life into couples that are struggling we want to bring joy back into the marriages that um, have kind of hit their routine and hit yeah. their ruts yeah. and uh, we want to remind people that there's joy in our salvation so let us be people of joy and of good news yeah you're made for more we want to help you become all you can be absolutely thanks guys for listening check us out on Instagram at Known Legacy Facebook Known Legacy Ministries or email us info at knownlegacy.org alright you better pray Thanks a lot. You said said you were going to pray. Oh, yeah, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to stop with those who are listening. And I just pray, Father, you would give them wisdom to examine their their, their life and the opportunities that they have to know that they have this one voice to speak for you, that they are ambassadors for you. So, Father, help them first to be ambassadors to their children Mm -hmm. and and to their spouse and to show them what Jesus is all about. Father, this is a time for us to share hope with hopeless people. Help us do just that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be good news, people. Have a great day. All right. God bless. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.